Alright, let's get this party started. Okay, so what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about the, the Rona. Now we're all fearing the Rona these days. So why not look at it from another angle if we're going to love our entire lives, loving fear of it. Alright, so this is the first podcast installment of The Secret Society of Marauders. Um, so welcome. So here is the story of the crown. No, I'm not talking about any king or queen in the literal sense. I'm talking about the proposed coronation of a group of men with corrupted hearts. This is about creating a new era. And no decent man can imagine such wicked desires. Or for when dark recesses of the broken spirit, these wants arise. So, dear listener, if you haven't heard of this corona coronation because the history books neglected to mention the truth of what really happened, I'll fill you on in on the details. But first, let's just mention what this corona coronation is not. The response to COVID-19 is described in the media as a pandemic is not about healing the world. And it's not just about some private school cocaine-snorting guys making some ridiculous sum of money. Yes, they'll make lots of money. And yes, these guys probably will keep snorting the white powder. And just like coke and dope, this global event is about a power trip. Although there is more sophistication to this ritual than a drug dealer's habits, I know that I would like to call Bohemian Grove attendants refined members of high society. I don't pretend to know about the dark arts of those who wish to see the world burn, um, nor do I wish to know the full story of what drives these sick individuals. But I can tell you this, there are some fascinating clues about what this coronavirus coronation is really about. Mind you, this is my opinion. You know, you can take it for what it's worth. I believe the coronavirus was named with this intent of some individuals to show their true colors. And I believe some men want to reinstate feudal bondage. They want to be kings and queens, like maybe their ancestors may have been. I don't know exactly what group may have named coronaviruses, but I believe that they are sending a message to this in multiple ways. First, I think they are associating the name of this set of viruses with monarchy. Second, this name evokes images of the sun's corona, which can only be directly observed during a total solar eclipse. Here's a contrast with darkness and light. Next, there's an esoteric interpretation with crows and ravens, which I will describe later. The strange, far-off interpretation of crows and ravens is the focus of this episode. Although there's an invocation of the Greek god Apollo, which is described in the etymology of the root of the word crown, the Greek god Hermes is also relevant, although he's not necessarily tied directly to God. This is all going to be played out over multiple episodes so you just gotta see how it's all connected and the word coronavirus itself in a future episode we'll see contains some anagrams it's not that hard to figure out actually um so arguably COVID-19 can also be tied in a way to the event known as 911 to the names of these events um, surely there will be many more connections one can make about a mythological interpretation of this whole worldwide disease simulation. However, this investigation is just designed to get us started on our way to understanding the true story which lies at our fingertips. This may seem like a lot of unconnected threads. However, I feel that they all connect. 
Plus, there are also some examples of them all connecting. Things are not as they appear to the casual watcher of the cor corporate news medium. I believe those who wish to seek the truth will find pieces to the puzzle in this investigation. I don't intend for this information to replace traditional journalism like the Whitney Webbs, the Derek Broses, James Corbett's. You get the idea. I am not trying to be a journalist. I am just stating my own opinion and my little clues that I follow. And um, this is more of actually like a subconscious and psychological level uh, where you see more beneath the surface rather than a um, journalistic endeavor. So as I previously mentioned, the focus of this episode is on crows and ravens and the larger family of birds known as corvids. So really what this episode is about is the potential COVID-Corvid connection. <laughs> Aptly named. Um, so first let's just start with the basics here. And before we get into all the details, uh, let's just describe some meanings of the word corona in the sense that's used in, as crown. So if you go to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, you'll find on corona it also points you to crown and then you look at the etymology of this so that's just what i'm reading right here um i'm reading actually the definition of crown um it's one the projecting part of a classical cornice two something suggesting a crown such as a plural cornet or one a usually colored circle often seen round and close to a luminous body Caused by diffraction, produced by suspended droplets or occasionally particles of dust. Or the tenuous outermost part of the atmosphere of a star, such as the sun. A circle of light made by the apparent conversions of the streamers of the aurora borealis. Or the upper portion of a bodily part, such as tooth or the skull. An appendage or a series of united appendages on the inner side of the corolla and some flowers. A faint glow adjacent to the surface of electrical conductor at high voltage. Um, informal coronavirus. In the fight against the consequences of the corona epidemic, the Italian government is resorting to radical measures. Ironically, it's also a cigar, trademarked, which LeBron James smoked after he won. We'll talk about that later. Future episode. And Corona is also a place for a, uh, for in California near Los Angeles. Uh, so in Latin, according to LatinDictionary.net, uh, Corona means the following: one, crown; two, garland or wreath; three, halo or ring; four, like sub, as in. <laughs> Slaves. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll look at the Latin later on, but it is important to note that, like, it all comes down to really the crowning aspect, coronation aspect. And if you look at the etymology as described by Miriam Webster Dictionary, it goes back to the Middle English corone, um, spelled differently. Crown borrowed from Anglo-French corone, going back to Latin corona, 
which is a wreath garland worn on the head as a mark of honor or emblem of majesty, borrowed from Greek, coron, crow, seabird, perhaps a sheer water, any of the various curved or hooked objects as a door, handle, or tip of bow, kind of crown, perhaps formed from an original end, stem nominative core on crow, seabird from a base core. Get that idea? So, really, this did lead me to crow, actually, which this whole kind of clue-gathering session was formed off of that one dictionary etymology thing. So, corvids is actually a type of bird family um, that includes ravens and crows. And we're going to be looking at if there it really is a COVID-corvid connection. Um, so let's look at the symbolism that these animals represent. So crows usually symbolize unluckiness or death, at least in the West. And according to worldbirds.org, crows symbolize transformation and change. And, you know, before I go further in depth about the potential connections between ravens and crows... Um, probably should uh, mention something. Um, it really, I wasn't trying to uh, initially set out to just look at ravens and crows, but this is kind of what came. So you could just kind of go with your own intuition on this. And it's kind of a shot in the dark, to be honest, but, um, you know, it's at least interesting. And we'll see if we can rack up more evidence of if this is really a truly a ritual that we're going through. Um, so it also does kind of, if you reverse engineer it and crows and ravens have something to do with it, um, well, in my opinion, you can get back to what it was actually used for if you can find that it does seem to have a use. Um, and really this is going to include some assumptions such as, wait, hold on one second. It includes the assumption that magic is actually exists in some limited way. I'm not talking about like spells or like Harry Potter, wave your wand, and then like Voldemort's dead. It's more about, I think, energy and ritual. And I don't really understand it, but um, I do believe that there's something to it. And, you know, many cultures in the past believe that everything contained spirit, which was woven throughout the universe. Um, and in the West, we call this uh, animism. And some of them even believe that uh, words took on a living characteristic. So if you use words in a ritual, maybe they're actually alive. Hmm. Never thought about that. Um, so, you know, just my opinion, the spirit of animals can be used to channel um, energy. And it's really about the intent of whatever you're channeling or doing. Um, so I personally believe that the you know, COVID, some kind of ritual, which I don't fully understand, but what I really think is happening is that uh, a small group of elite created their own mythological language, and then they acted out a story in reality 
they created a script and acted it out because you know Shakespeare said all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players but first let's consider if ravens and crows have significant meanings in cultures which can be tied to the global coronavirus event if we decide that they're indeed relevant then we can work backwards to determine possible intent so first off uh, ravens and are bigger and, sh and shinier than crows ravens are also highly intelligent for the purpose of this conjecture ravens and crows are similar birds and although there are concrete differences between them I will treat them as equally important in the search for some mythological understanding during this COVID event. <clears throat> Ravens are represented represented in indigenous Pacific Northwest cultures as well as Siberian cultures. The Haida people of the Pacific Northwest have a creation myth that states that a raven created the world. <clears throat> they, they view the raven as a trickster god doing both good and bad. In Bhutan, a country in the Himalayas, the raven is the national animal. Quahutlmas from the Pacific Northwest say the raven took the stars, moon, and sun from a gray eagle and placed these into the sky. This is ironic in the sense that eagles are a national symbol. Today, ravens do play a significant role in this corona mythology. The smaller and weaker ravens are stealing from the bigger eagle. In today's terms, this would be the oligarchy stealing from the Democratic Republic of the United States of America, or what's left of it. <laughs> Um, and so indeed, if the Native American lore for the Pacific Northwest is a guiding myth for the pirate cabal, then it should be unsurprising that Seattle, Washington is home to many large corporations. So Amazon has its headquarters in Seattle, Washington. So the name for the state as Washington also invokes a kind of, um, since George Washington was a Freemason, you know, the Freemasonry symbol of America's hidden destiny. Just look at the $1 bill. It's not that hard to see. <laughs> so it also makes sense that Amazon established a second headquarters in Crystal City in Arlington, Virginia, which is only a couple of blocks from the Pentagon, you know, center of the military industrial complex. Um, you know, it's also interesting that Amazons were f female warriors who fought, uh, on the side of Troy, you know, we all know about the Trojan horse. Um, so we know that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is based in Seattle, Washington. And if you really want to know, if there, if you don't think that Bill Gates is a bad guy, I don't blame you. But um, if you want to explore a different perspective on that, I just really recommend James Corbett's documentary, Who is Bill Gates? at uh, corbettreport.com with two T's, but I'll link it in the show notes. Microsoft's headquarters is also center centered in Redland, Washington, which is very close to Seattle. And additionally, the Columbia River is in Oregon. Indeed, uh, we know about the District of Columbia in Washington. You know, Columbia is in Oregon, so it's not actually Washington, but um, I read in a David, David Icke book, that Columbia has its Latin root in a word that means dove. And the Babylonians had a goddess they worshipped, which was a dove. You know, goes back, maybe it goes all the way back to Babylon. But, so Nike has its corporate headquarters in Beaverton, Oregon. And Nike actually refers to a Greek goddess named Nike, whose name means victory. 
Uh, Nike was summoned by Zeus to help fight before the beginning of the Titan War. So she was the goddess of war. And uh, her brother was actually Kratos, which is, you know, um, he was, he's in the PlayStation games, God of War. So indeed, the Pacific Northwest features the Olympic Mountains and the Olympic Peninsula. This mountain is also, mountain range is also home to Olympic National Park and Mount Olympus, which is the tallest mountain in this mountain range. And it's interesting to note that in ancient Thessaly, Mount Olympus was to the north, while a valley named Sperkios Valley was to the south. I probably said that really wrong. But to the south of Mount Olympus, you've got, roughly speaking, Silicon Valley. And to add even more intrigue, the capital of Washington State is Olympia. So I just think that there's a lot of strangeness going on here with the all the Olympics and all the symbolism with Washington State and got Amazon built uh, Microsoft up there you know seems like something could be going on and as we remembered earlier uh, you know the Pacific Northwest viewed uh, ravens as you know, trickster gods create the world and you know it's just like Obviously, there's a lot more to to it than that, but not a bad starting point. All right, so uh, in Hindu mythology, the god Shani rides a raven and is also viewed as the embodiment of Saturn in the sky. So in Norse mythology, Odin was often accompanied by ravens. His personal ravens are Hugin and Munin. Hugin means thought and Munin means mind or memory. These two ravens are depicted on the Norwegian Intelligence logo. On this logo of the Norwegian Intelligence is a crown. So here's another reminder that ravens are often viewed as royal birds. So ravens are also connected with the sun because as druidry.org states, in pagan northern Europe, ravens were considered lucky due to their association with the Norse god Odin. As a result, some Danes and Vikings flew a raven banner on their ships. Druidry Dordorg states that an aborigin... Oh, I said that really wrong. Ravens try to steal fire from from the Seven Sisters, the Pleiades. Hold on. You know, this COVID pandemic has got us all down. Some water. You like some water? There we go. Thank you. Um, so in Aboriginal mythology, the raven tried to steal fire from the seven sisters, known as the, uh, as the Pleiades, and was tarred black in the unsuccessful attempt. So it's also remarkable that in multiple cultures, including Australian Aboriginal cultures into Greece and in the indigenous Pacific Northwest, there are stories of ravens becoming black after being burned. Uh, to quote from Druidry.org, once again, ravens were often associated with sun gods. I quote Druidry.org, which states, Ravens are considered a solar symbol in Chinese mythology. The three-legged raven lives in the sun, representing the sun's three phases, rising, noon, and setting. 
When the sunlight hits their glossy black feathers just right, they seem to turn to silver. Druidry.org also states that Raven was a favorite bird of the solar deity Lu, Irish or Scots, or Lud, Welsh, the Celtic god of arts and crafts. Lu was said to have two ravens and to attend all of his needs, which is similar to Odin and his ravens. So I'll quote from Druidry.org again, because it's pretty good. Um, so in ancient Greece, Raven is the messenger of the sun gods, both Helios and Apollo. She is also associated with Athene, Hera, Kronos, and Asclepios. It is interesting to note that the raven was a messenger of these Greek sun gods. Apollo is not often thought of in popular culture as a sun god, but he is said to have pulled the sun across the sky each day in his golden chariot with the help of his four horses. I wonder if that has anything to do with the you know, four horses of the apocalypse. You never know. Although it does seem feel odd to quote from here so so much, I'm just going to quote Jerry.org um, again, which says, Black to the Americans is a color of magical power and only to be feared if misused. Raven symbolizes the void, the mystery of that which is not yet formed. Ravens are symbolic of the black hole in space, which draws all, in all energy towards itself and releases in new forms. In Native American tradition, Raven is the guardian of both ceremonial magic and healing circles. She is also the patron of smoke signals. Raven's element is air, and she is a messenger spirit, which Native American shamans use to project their magic over great distances. So it seems to be that there's a lot of stories about ravens relating them as magical creatures. As we'll see in other examples, ravens are, off, are also associated with royalty, you know, as with Odin. In Greek mythology, ravens are also associated with Apollo, who has the power of prophecy. Uh, Apollo's lover was actually named Coronas, or one of his lovers. Um, her son, Asclepius, is the god of medicine, and Asclepius is represented by the symbol known as the Rod of Asclepius, which is found everywhere, pretty much, you know, ambulance, World Health Organization, many universities, hospitals, probably, and... You know, in my opinion, well, actually, we're going to look at that the next episode. But, so, what really happened after, uh, so, was Cronus, hint, hint, Corona, Cornus. Uh, Cronus was um, cheating on Apollo, actually, with, uh, I guess, this hot prince named Isikis. Um, <laughs> and um, so, the raven reported this to Apollo. And Apollo was really mad because cause his, uh, his uh, hot human girlfriend was cheating on him, who is God, with for a mortal. And uh, he was mad about that, but he's also mad at, the ra- at his raven because he didn't uh, kill uh, Isikis right on spot. So, you know, Apollo's pretty gangster. So what he does is he... Um, well, obviously, he goes and it's really not very good, actually. He goes and I think he killed Princess Keys and he kills uh, Coronas in fire. And he saves his son, Asclepius, as she's dying on the fire. So, um, yeah, not a very nice story. But apparently, um, 
Coronis became known in the starry night as Corvus, which means crow. Also called Coron in Greek. So additionally, you see the Tower of London prominently features ravens. And Wikipedia states, according to legend, the Kingdom of England will fall if the ravens of the, of the tower are removed. So as the story goes, all of the ravens died in the aftermath of the Nazis bombing London. And after World War II, the British Empire, as it was known, was dismantled. So that's a different story for another day. Um, so therefore, through the association with the Tower of London, ravens are associated with kingship. The raven at times features prominently in the symbols of aristocratic clans, such as the coat of arms of Lisbon, the Hungarian Honiadi family, and the coat of arms of a Pol- Polish aristocratic clan called Sleporan. It's spelled S-L-E-O-P-O-W-R-O-N. And, of course, ravens also are included in the... Um, uh, Edgar Allan Poe poem which uh, it's a very interesting poem and you know just to make things more interesting the uh, if you watch American football in the National Football League NFL uh, the Baltimore Ravens the team have had a lot of COVID-19 issues and actually during t- week 12 of the season you had 12 players, including the Ravens star player, Lamar Jackson, the quarterback, along with seven pro bowlers from the previous season, were inactive that game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, it's also weird to note that a player named Jihad, Jihad, Jihad Ward, was placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. Um, ordinarily, uh, it's pretty pointless to talk about this, but as we know, um, Jihad has been used in um, the war on terror and prominently in that narrative and it's just it's always interesting to see even a very very small relationship and we know that uh, the testing might not be the most scientific thing ever and we could talk about this in another episode but um, so it's definitely interesting to see a lot of weird stories around the Baltimore Ravens COVID-19 for example, there's one article in the Baltimore Sun titled Ravens say highly contagious COVID-19 strain, non-compliance with protocols led to outbreak. Another article in ESPN is titled At least four strains of COVID-19 found at Baltimore Ravens facility. Another article in the Wall Street Journal is titled Decoding an Outbreak, How COVID-19 Ripped uh, Through the Baltimore Ravens. Although there are many stories in the what I call fast food media about Sports players contracting COVID-19 appears the Baltimore Ravens have the distinction of having the most dramatic stories described about COVID-19 in relation to their team. For example, if you look at the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green, Green, Green Bay Packers, you can see uh, some COVID-19 stories about these teams, but they're not as extreme. So then if we go back to the Pacific Northwest with uh, the Seattle Seahawks, you see something very different. And uh, Oregon Live reported in early December that the first Seattle Seahawks player had tested positive, and the guy was an—he in- was already injured, Brian Moans. So it's not really—if you really consider this overall, the uh, you know you got the Pacific Northwest Raven 
creation myth stories, and you've got the CLC Hawks not really being affected, and in a very financially powerful area, probably per capita, and, you know, they're not even getting COVID-19 apparently, somehow. And if you remember earlier, the first confirmed case was actually in Seattle of COVID-19. So, I don't know. I don't know how much is staged. Probably a lot. But we'll got to look at all the evidence. So, another thing I wanted to point out is the Ravens have actually won the Super Bowl in really weird years. Not, not, nothing against them. But, um... If you remember in uh, 2001, the Ravens were actually playing the New York Giants. Baltimore Ravens playing the New York Giants in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, And we all know what happened in New York. Or we all know that at least something happened in New York September 11th, 2001. And uh, it's just really odd that, you know, they've got the Ravens playing against the Giants. Giants fell to the Ravens, and the other time the Ravens won the Super Bowl was uh, during 2012 to 2013 season, and specifically they won the Super Bowl actually in 2013. So I'm really no expert to talk about you know sports allegations of uh, conspiracies, but you know it just seems weird that they win the year they win. Um, the Super Bowl in the year of uh, both 9-11 and, uh, you know, Sandy Hook. Um, whatever you think about that event. And so, you know, actually in 2013, a couple of months after the NFL season had ended, uh, the Boston bombing event occurred. So in the name of the, uh, in the case of the name Sandy Hook, uh, Crow, which is not quite a raven, but has the same corvid family birds, has similar root in ancient Greek. But this root word is, um, it's got Greek, so I'm going to read out the Greek letters. So it's kappa, omicron, pro, omega, nu, eta. Don't know how to say that correctly, but uh, I'll link it in the show notes. Um, so this same name, same, uh, Ancient Greek word also, according to Wiktionary.org, refers to a type of seabird. You know, if we go back to the Pacific Northwest again, uh, that goes back to the Seahawks. And if we remember back to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary etymology, that also went back to seabird, interestingly. Um, so, so if you go... Back to the name of Sandy Hook. Uh, another meaning for this ancient Greek word, which I described, um, is anything curved. So obviously, hooks have curves. Another meaning of this Greek word called koron is the tip of a bow on which the string is hooked. In terms of the bow, to me, it is notable that Apollo is a prominent fi- figure in the events, which the Cabal stages, and Apollo's sister was Artemis. Artemis was considered goddess of the hunt, which is often pictured with a bow in her hand. To my allegedly deranged and spiritual mind, I'm interpreting with some leeway granted the very name Sandy Hook 
in some of those meanings. And if that interpretation isn't enough, the ancient Greek word corona also refers to the stern of a ship. In the sense of nautical terms, Sandy Hook could refer to a fictional character whose name I'll mention in the next installment of this mythological investigation. Additionally, this whole COVID event is about creating tons of fear. Therefore, it is unsurprising that we have the word Scarecrow. Scarecrow's terror is, is most clearly demonstrated in the movie Batman Begins. And in this movie, Scarecrow inflicts terror into Gotham after he poisons the water supply with a serum gas. In the TV series, The Mandalorian, there's a planet named Corvus, actually, which is the Latin name for crow. Additionally, there's a DC Comics character named Raven. Raven was the daughter of an interdimensional demon known as Cambion, as well as a human mother called Arella. Uh, Arella. Raven has the ability to sense things far away from her body. According to Wikipedia, Raven has recently been depicted as doing magic and sorcery. Additionally, Raven is a member of the Teen Titans. We've been talking about the Titans a little bit with um, Nike, which was the goddess of victory. And she was summoned by Zeus to uh, help fight the Titans at the beginning of the Titan War. And uh, the Titans are going to appear in another episode, actually. So interestingly, Raven was featured in the DC Comics series World War III, which debuted in 2000, one year before, you know, that crazy event. Um, and the Marvel X-Men villain Mystique is referred to at times as Raven. In the movie Maleficent, um, Angelina Jolie has a servant who she turns into a raven to scout out the king's movements. And this is consistent with the use of ravens as messengers. Uh, as described earlier in relation to Coronis, Apollo's lover Corvus is a... Uh, Coronis became a constellation in the sky known as Corvus, which is the crow. Astrology, astrology.com has an interesting article about this constellation. And so the article reads, According to Ptolemy, or Ptolemy, Corvus is like Mars and Saturn. Malicious, thieving, merciless, fiendish, repulsive, liar, accidents, violent death, if culminating, military preferment, but final disgrace. It is said to give craftiness, greediness, ingenuity, patience, revengefulness, passion, selfishness, lying, aggressiveness, and material instincts, and sometimes causes its natives to become agitators. If we remember back to the early description of the Hindu god, god Shani, this deity wrote a raven and was referred to as the planet Saturn. Another quotation from astrologyking.com reads, Apollo gave a feast to Jupiter, and requiring water, sent the raven with a cup, which was a constellation crater, to, f to fetch some water. On his way, the raven noticed the fig tree, and resting there until the figs became ripe, he feasted on these figs, um... And then he barely remembered his errand, and uh, he uh, made up an excuse, and he picked up a snake known as the Hydra. And when he returned, he gave an excuse that it, the uh, Hydra had prevented him from filling up the cup of water. So Apollo was pissed, actually, and he uh, said that the raven should 
Never drink so long as the figs were not ripe. And place the raven, Corvus, uh, cup, you know, the, the creator cup in the snake, Hydra in the heavens as memorial. Um, so earlier we mentioned associations, associations of Apollo and the raven. And this is another variant on these stories about Apollo's raven. Indeed, there's a story about Apollo becoming a raven in order to disguise himself. And Astrology.com writes, When Typhon came rushing towards Olympus, the gods fled in terror to Egypt, where they disguised themselves as animals. Apollo, Phoebus, became a raven. Um, Corvinus, winner of spoils in a name, aided in combat by a bird which hides beneath the bird's exterior the godhead of Phoebus. The fact that Apollo turned into a raven to disguise himself is interesting. If this entire perspective is correct, then perhaps there is nothing more fitting than Apollo to have disguised himself as a raven since he was known for his prophecies, his music, po poetry, and his association, association with the sun. Astrology.king.com states, The Greek figure of Corvus is modeled on the Babylonian raven, Mul'uga Mushin, which was... Similarly placed sitting on the tail of the serpent. The Babylonian constellation was sacred to Adad, the god of rain and storm. Um, in the second millennium, it would have risen just before the start of the autumnal, autumnal rating season, rainy season. So you see, if you go to the uh, link that I provide, it's a really beautiful illustration of the constellation Corvus. Um, which is in a the astrologyking.com article as well as the California Academy of Sciences article and the calacademy.org article states but more than being just a character in an ancient fable Corvus also had a very important function in ancient cultures playing a part in a phenomenon known as helical rising recognized as a reliable method of calendar keeping throughout history helical rising occurred when an object emerges from the glow of the sun, rising just before dawn, and washed from view almost immediately in the growing daylight. Now, its first appearance is visible only briefly, but each successive morning remains visible longer and longer. Because of the regularity of Earth's orbit about the sun, our star's apparent position against the background stars is also very regular, causing a given object's helical rising to take place on the same date each year. And so it appears that the Corvus constellation did indeed have some practical use. Um, and the article by the California Academy of Sciences goes on to state, For the Egyptians, the helical rising of the star Sirius, which they called Sothis, occurred just before the annual flooding of the Nile River, which irrigated farmlands along the banks. Uh, for the Babylonians, Corvus was Mul'uga Mushin, a heavenly raven associated with Adad, the god of rain and storms, and its helical rising, the first appearance of the raven, foretold the start of the coming of autumn rains. Finally, there is another unexpected interpretation of this mystical animal known as the raven. Some terms in military history are relevant to crows and ravens. For example, there is an underground military installation in Raven Rock Mountain in Pennsylvania, this is called the Raven Rock Mountain Complex. 
Its Wikipedia entry calls it a kind of underground pentagon. The symbol for the Raven Rock Mountain Complex is Raven outside of a tunnel which goes into the mountain. Dick Cheney reportedly traveled to the Raven Rock Mountain Complex after 9-11. The CIA used the Raven Raven forward air controllers and covert off-the-books operations against North Vietnamese forces in the uh, Vietnam conflict. Um, a patch... If you look at the uh, Ravens, Raven forward air controllers patches, these actually say "Nevermore" in reference to the Edgar Allan Poe poem, and um, it's also got a raven on it. And the Raven Claw is a wireless technology used in electronic warfare for the U.S. military. Um, Operation Cry, K R A I I was a Dutch invasion of the new New Republic of Indonesia in 1948. Cry in Dutch means crow. Uh, the Norwegian Intelligence Service logo features two ravens. These are the two ravens that were Odin's helpers, Hugnin and Munin, which means thought and mind. Um, so I really do think that the Norwegian Intelligence Service logo, you should really look at it because I think it perfectly sums it up because it's got a crown on top of the ravens that goes back to Krona. it's got a the flower a flower on it which actually goes back to it um that's just my opinion but um so some people in the west uh often associate with the ravens and crows with uh death or bad omens and uh, TattooValue.net, actually, very useful source, states that a raven on a skull indicates the death of a loved one, as well as the plague. During the 16th, um, so as we know, during the 16th and 17th centuries in Europe, uh, many doctors in France wore masks with bird beaks. During Venetian carnivals, the play doctor sometimes appeared in plays. This was in the Commedia dell'arte. Um, original Plague Doctor masks are painted white with a bird beak, so more modern and steampunk versions of the Plague Doctor mask are black and resemble a raven. In my opinion, ravens are not bad omens and should not be viewed negatively. They are also very intelligent. If ravens are indeed used in magical rituals by secret societies, I would not be surprised. To clarify, I previously listed a few of the meanings of the Greek word coron, now I'll list all 11 of the meanings which Wiktionary states. 1. A type of seabird. 2. Crow. 3. Anything curved, especially a door handle. 4. The tip of a bow on which the string is hooked. The curve. Uh, 5. The curved stern of a ship, especially its crown. 6. The top of a plow beam upon which the yoke was attached. 7. Coronid. There it is. Coronid. Coronid process of the ulna. Um, eight. N tip point. Nine. Nightingale. Ten. A type of crown. Eleven. Culmination of something. Especially of a festival. Um, and this last definition. Which is the culmination of something. Especially of a festival. Is very interesting to me. Um, so if this is really true. This would mean that. 
the Corona Masquerade is viewed to those at the highest level of the power pyramid as a big festival. So to me, the worldwide Corona event truly is a masquerade ball for this initiated, for the initiated. And, you know, most of us were not initiated. To be honest, if you're looking at um, all these conspiracy podcasts and listening to this one, um, you are actually being initiated too. <laughs> Hate to break it to you. Um, but they want to put us in their own system. And... What better way to have a nice festival do it? At least they view it as a festival. Um, so the Raven Crow symbolism in relation to the coronavirus event may seem a, a bit of a reach, but 10 things to me, actually 11 things, are significant. So one, the word corona has a root word in the Greek word coron, which means crow or seabird. Two, Corvids is a family of, of birds that include ravens and crows. Corvid has that like little ring that sounds like COVID, Corvid, COVID, Corvid, COVID, COVID, Corvid. Um, three, ravens in mythology are viewed at times as trickster gods who help create the world. Additionally, these ravens were able to outsmart bigger animals like eagles. In the northwest, the sun was unleashed by a raven. So... If you go back to the corona and the sun, you know, the sun has a corona. So make that whatever you want. <laughs> um, you know, if this is really true, then, you know, it shouldn't surprise us that according to, uh, you know, the Native American lore of the in the Pacific Northwest, this shouldn't be surprising that um, big moneyed interests like Amazon and Microsoft are in the Pacific Northwest, also Nike, and there could be like a more mythological meaning to why this is the series is important to them. <clears throat> Four, since ravens outside the Tower of London are associated with <clears throat> a prosperous monarchy, ravens are implicitly tied to kingship, and more specifically coronation. So are you getting the idea? Five, ravens are associated with prophecy in multiple cultures. The overall theme of prophecy was initiated during Event 201, which is viewable on YouTube. That's Event 201. Um, prophecy really does seem like a tool that the capstone cabal would be interested in. Uh, ravens and crows are sometimes associated with death, since they have black feathers and have, are scavengers. Right now, much of the world is thinking about death in regard to the global COVID-19 event. So seven, the reconciliation of opposites. Ravens are viewed throughout cultures as having positive and negative attributes at different times. The so-called elite view themselves in terms of dark and light. So if you look at the Masonic Lodges, which have black and white checkered floors, they believe that there's a balance of good and evil. If they do some evil, they can do some good, vice versa. Um, and also many cultures view the raven as having originally been white until it offended some deity who turned it black. We had Apollo who turned his raven black after he, um, two different stories of that. We had in an Aboriginal mythology, sort of a Prometheus sort of theme with a raven trying to, um, steal divine fire and as a result 
in black. Um, I feel like there was another one actually. Oh yeah, in uh, one of the Pacific Northwest, uh, cultures, uh, apparently the raven was uh, stealing like the sun or something to free it, and it turned black in the process of holding the raven. Um, so the scarecrow is also a prominent represent uh, representation of fear in popular culture. Uh, the Jim Crow era was all about instilling instilling fear in the hearts of black people. A potential fear element or comparison to scarecrows is relevant today because as many people believe in regard to the COVID-19 event, the virus is perceived as very deadly. Really, you know, I don't know, I think it comes back to scarecrows. Scarecrows fear make birds scared, but they're not actually dangerous. So, that's, go with your own thought on that. Although, just as, um, you know, it's just like a whole fear-based event, whatever you want to think about it. Um, so we also remember that, uh, ravens and, so this is nine, ravens and Chinese, Irish, Aboriginal, and Greek mythology have been associated with solar deities. This goes back to the overall connection to the corona of the sun. The Hindu deity Shani, who rides a crow, actually was a raven, has been called the sun of the sun in shadow. Ravens have been featured in military operations. So now actually we're on 10 military operations. The, the most prominent is the Raven Rock Mountain Complex, which is viewed as a last resort and back up to the Pentagon. Um, other military words which men mention ravens include Operation Cry, the Dutch invasion of Indi Indonesia, and Cry means crow in Dutch. Operation Ravenclaw is a recent electronic warfare development for the U.S. Army. Ravens, along with other animals, have actually been utilized as spies by the CIA during the, the, during the Cold War. Um, additionally, Raven is the name for male intelligence agents. Uh, male intelligence agent who seduces targets. You know, you got James Bond, classical Raven example. Um, the Norwegian Intelligence Service, um, as previously mentioned, features two of Odin's Ravens, and ultimately the global coronavirus narrative as a flavor of a psychological operation. You know, it almost reminds me of a uh, one of these black operations, special operations. And we looked at um, the one um, Raven air controllers during um, the Vietnam War. They were on these planes that actually weren't marked at all. And that's just, that's a, the very definition of special operations off the books flying for the CIA. Um, so, 11 would actually be the Corvus constellation contains some important mythological themes. The Corvus means crow in Latin. The raven was said to be placed in this constellation in front of a cup which rests on the sea serpent because he refused to bring water to Apollo, opting instead to feast on figs. You can't blame him. But Apollo is relevant to this whole worldwide corona event, as we'll see later. 
and Egyptians and Babylonians used all this to predict rainfall. So just to sum up the summary um, of what is really important, um, there's obviously a lot of ways to look at, at this, but um, the following I think are really important. One is kingship and coronation. Ravens are often associated with kingly figures like Odin or actual nobility. If not, they have high status, often. Uh, two, ravens are associated with solar deities and multiple cultures. As previously described, uh, this relates to the corona, which refers to the corona around the sun, which can be seen during a solar uh, eclipse. Uh, kings also in the past have tried to say that they have a heavenly mandate, like in China. Uh, Louis XIV, it's called the Sun King, so if you see all this with Corona related to the Sun, um, which I think that's all tied together, um, it's about trying to rule over people as a king would. Uh, three, so ravens are also known as trickster gods, folklore, who are more capable of defeating a more powerful opponent, and they work together. Um, yeah, so who would have thought that Corona could somehow have some kind of connection to ravens and crows? Obviously, this is not the most journalistic or rigorous interpretation, but I, I do believe that there's a um, at least a very slight fingerprint at the very least. And I'm just going to go with my intuition here. Um, so even if it doesn't have any actual value... Uh, you still got to think about different ways, which you might not have not actually been thinking about um, in terms of uh, myth, allegory, metaphor. If there really is something going on, like how many, how symbolic really is it? Um, so I hope you're actually a little bit skeptical, not just believing everything I say, because that's not good for anybody. But what it comes down to for me is that a cabal of psychopathic individuals mani manipulate events for their own benefit. Obviously. So if it was really about the money, there would be no need for anything other than central banks, which manipulate the money supply. And if you remember um, Heath Ledger's character in The Joker, in the movie Dark Knight, um, he said, it's not about the money, it's about sending a message. Everything burns. This phrase, um, about sending a message, is the true reason I endeavor to find the underlying message. Um, what is the message they're really trying to send? So I believe that this is warfare at the spiritual level. And, you know, if the enemy really does believe in magic or totems or channeling through a raven or a crow, then, you know, we got another bigger game playing, being played here. So what's the game? What are the rules of the game? Well, there are many ways to answer this question, but um, I believe that there's a lot of mind games going on and even some magical games. Um, I think that the whole ritual disease event could be related to some ritual. Um, so earlier on, I had uh, expanded on some connections with Ravens and crows after discovering that the root word of corona in Greek means crow. So I believe that uh, given some connections between corona and corvids, 
There are some who channel through the spirit of Corvids in order to obtain their objectives. I should admit that my knowledge of magic is essentially nothing. I'm sure that somebody out there will expand on this Corvid-Covid connection, if there is one. Um, so this is just the first episode of our Corona investigation. Tune in to the next one for another look at how Greek gods could have a connection with the Covid ritual. And to cap this off, I'd like to end on actually a non-conspiratorial note. And if you want like a good song to listen to, I really recommend Tash Sultana's Blackbird. Her name is T-A-S-H Tash Sultana S-U-L-T-A-N-A. Listen to that Blackbird song. It's really good. Anyways, that's basically it, guys. Um, Sorry if there's any static in this recording. It's actually my first one. But uh, welcome to the Secret Society of Marauders, where we're all um, being initiated into this conspiracy by researching it, whether you like it or not. Um, so definitely a lot of stuff is going down. But you know, I'm going to put a ton of links and a, I'm going to provide a link to mine's vlog in here and um so if you can if you can go and look at all the stuff i mentioned especially like the greek spelling and that's basically what all of this even came from so in the astrology the corvus constellation which is also you know had a little easter egg in the mandalorian um Yeah. Thanks for listening. And I hope that you tune in for the next one. All right. Peace.